Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. The time is 6.08 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. <clears throat> time flies when you're having fun. I'm going to go to line number one and talk with Jackie. Uh, we're going to be talking about an event coming up here in the next couple of days. Jackie, are you there? I am, PJ. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm good. What's going on? What's, tell us what's about to take place in a few days. So as you know, we've been fighting on many fronts. This, uh, this Wednesday, September 14th, we will be rallying at the Castro Valley Unified School Board meeting at 6 p.m. We are rallying against the indoctrination as well of children, as well as the progressive pride flag that CVUSD is placing all over their classrooms. Uh, we will be joined by the organization Gays Against Groomers, um, and they will be coming from L.A. Gays Against Groomers, they actually oppose the mutilation and medicalization of minors, drag and pride events involving children, queer and gender theory being taught in the classroom, and propagandization, youth, propagandizing youth with LGBTQ plus media. So that will be this coming Wednesday, the 14th at 6 p.m. The address is 4400 Alma Avenue. That's A-L-M-A in Castro Valley. And for more information, we can be emailed at bayarea.against.mandate at gmail.com. Yep, and what you are, what you're describing there, Jackie, really needs to be developed. It really needs to be have a have a conversation. I, I need to vet someone so that we can make sure that we ha- we could have a healthy, productive conversation. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to our um, our our talk here, it's um, it's about our children. It's about uh, the young ones. It's about our elementary, middle, and high school kids being utterly indoctrinated by what I said to you prior to the to the break. This is a social contagion. It is a ideological virus. It is a uh, serious uh, uh, Marxist, uh, neo-Marxist socialist takeover <clears throat> of your world. Uh, the idea, imagine the idea of teaching the kids, grooming the kids, preparing them psychologically, emotionally, and practically to buy into uh, a queer uh, lifestyle, which fundamentally is an abandonment of the clear biblical view of male and female as we know it scripturally and know it biologically. And they are therefore, you guys, exposed to uh, to to queers and individuals who engage in an open and explicit uh, world of utter fantasy. I've taught us about this on a larger theological and sociological level that what the queer community is about it is an extension of and beyond in the identity politics of uh, of, of what's taking place in our world around uh, uh, what is called critical 
uh, gender theory. Critical gender theory is the deconstruction of human beings and the denial of our biological makeup as male and female distinctly and the um, intrusion into our bodies. And this is really what's taking place, an intrusion into the body uh, and and, and actually doing it to the most vulnerable, your children. And uh, it's on a par today with with the ancient Moloch and Astrid of the uh, apostate Jews giving their children over to the fire. So what Jackie and many others are doing, and and they need your prayers and they also need your support, um, is challenging the school board because they will, the school boards happen all the time. They have meetings all the time with policies they're about to implement and practice. And if no one stands up against it, guess what? The next thing you know, your school is infiltrated with these uh, horrible, uh, unscientific, uh, contrary to human nature, policies that most people on the planet uh, reject. And so when uh, Jackie's talking about gays against groomers, um, this happens to be a community of, of homosexuals who have enough sense to know that you don't touch the children. Um, this is a measure of, of, of human kindness that still exists. I've recognized that. I see this across the spectrum of, uh, of, of many communicators, and, and you would know, Jackie, uh, of whom we are talking about, that are aware that there is just a dreadful, dreadful uh, line that's crossed once you start bringing the children into the drag queen, uh, 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 queer society of, of men uh, acting like women and women acting like men with all of the grotesque, burlesque, uh, sadomasochist activity that really is uh, irrational and uh, psychologically aberrant. It does not constitute uh, real human maturity, and it's going to impact the children significantly. So again, this is happening on this Wednesday, right, Jackie? Yes, this Wednesday, the 14th at 6 p.m., Again, I'll just repeat the address, sure. 4400 Alma Avenue in Castro Valley. And this is at the school board meeting, right? Correct. The school board meeting will be on Zoom, but we will be there in person protesting and rallying. Now, um, for people who may want to uh, start to get involved because they may realize that they should live for something beyond themselves, like their children or somebody else's children, and just leave a legacy of righteousness. Your website is Bay Area, <clears throat> Bay Area Against Mandate, but would you give that again? Yes. So I don't have a website just I'm, yet, but my email uh, address email. is bayarea.against.mandate at gmail.com, and I can forward the flyer as well as the Zoom information. If people cannot make it to the rally, they can certainly join in by, by Zoom. Absolutely. And uh, if you want to, you guys, you can also email me at gbchayward at gmail.com, gbchayward at gmail.com. And I will forward the information that I'm looking at right now on my screen, which is just it's just um, it's absurd and abominable. And if we don't have a visceral um, um, response to this, we will be sorry in five to 10 years All right, Jackie, is there anything else you want to say before I let you go? No, that's all. God bless. Thank you, Pastor Jesse. You too. Thank you for your labor of love and work of faith. We'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys, you got it right there this Wednesday at the uh, 
Castro Valley School Board, um, six o'clock. Uh, you can you can speak out, or you can do what they did with the Jews and many other people for many 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 months and years. Just pretended like none of this is happening. Uh, it is happening right before your face. This has been happening for a long time, and it's increasing. And you get to ask yourself, you know, where 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 are you on the front line of the battle? I know my post, and I'm trying to do it every day as best I can, quite frankly. Um, build the ark while at the same time letting men and women know God's assessment of where we are. And God looked upon the earth and saw that the imagination of every man was only evil continually, that he had corrupted the earth and it was filled with violence. And we are living in those kind of neo-Noahic flood-like days on a larger spiritual level. And the prophet needs to be speaking out, male and female, mom and dad, brothers and sisters, to tell the truth as it is in Jesus. All right. Two lines open, one 888 one Let's do what's right and good because we will stand before him on that day. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Yes, indeed, we back. we're back. There you go, Gotham City. <laughs> uh, Batman, Robin, Catwoman, uh, Joker, Penguin. <clears throat> All of these nefarious characters are really just expressions of sociopathic uh, behavior. That's all. That's why the uh, the 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 program Batman, the the sitcom, the television show went from more comedy, as you saw it many decades ago, to now these very dark, dark movies, right? Because we're getting worse. Um. You know, sin descends. This is the negative sequencing dynamic on a larger sociological level. Sin descends into more sin and our hearts harden and we become more curious to darker expressions of entertainment. And uh, and, and eventually um, we, too, are pathological. And when it comes to actually ascending up out of the pit and doing something right, we find ourselves paralyzed. Um, <clears throat> we don't find ourselves motivated. We don't find ourselves concerned. We don't find ourselves angry. We don't find ourselves committed. Uh, I mean, think about, think about the work of John the Baptist, uh, calling men and women to repentance. He, he didn't start a church. He didn't start a ministry. He didn't get engaged in, uh, uh, you know, worship programs and, and singing and, and, and things of that nature. No, he, he started speaking out and the sword of the spirit of the Lord was working in his mouth and they hated him too. And uh, he was driven out into the wilderness and, and, and yet God worked to bring uh, broken souls. Uh, and I, I've told our congregation that uh, the days of John the Baptist and, and Jesus were very much like our days. They were living in very, uh, very difficult, very unstable times, very politically uh, upheavaled uh, times, very, uh, very uh, war-torn and uh, internal conflict-oriented times. 
the Roman Empire was destabilizing, as Daniel had stated in Daniel chapter 2. It was crumbling. It was going to take a few more uh, centuries for that to occur. But Christ came in the end of the worlds of that old age, and things were really bad at that time. And he let uh, the apostles know that for 37 years it would go from bad to worse. Simultaneous to that, the apostles are preaching the gospel. Men and women are living for Christ. They're being spread out into all of the sectors of society. And they are not quiet. They are not indifferent. They're not turning their heads from evil. I was thinking about uh, what is going to happen on Wednesday um, with, with the school board meeting and a few protesters standing up to protect the children. Um, what Christians often did was ask the heartless citizens of the secular society of Rome and probably Judaism as well to give the children that they wanted to uh, just throw out in the dump heap uh, to Christian families so that they could adopt them and raise them because they believed in the value of life. Well, it's just as consistent. I was thinking about the commercial we saw, with, uh, we just watched or listened to rather in this previous segment of uh, those who are engaged in helping women who are pregnant uh, understand that there is a, a place for pregnant uh, women and babies so that they don't have to succumb to Planned Parenthood which is an oxymoronic title, by the way. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and you can imagine the, the, the challenges that those kind of ministries undertake when they are standing up for what's right, wanting to help save lives. We are dealing with the battle between a culture of life and a culture of death, for sure. And, uh, and, and I'm just trying to wake you up to the reality that you've got to play your part. You've got to do what you've got to do because you've got to answer to the master. You really do. Uh, and he's not going to have you standing there taking a theological test. He's going to be ask, asking you, what did you do with the gospel when it was rooted and grounded in you in terms of being salt and light in this world? Yeah, that's what he's going to do with all of us, because he, he, he the, the objective of gospel oriented people is to impact people around them with the truth that's in Christ so that men and women can find a recognition in their soul that they need a savior. Now, things are going to get worse. They're going to get worse. They sure are. Um, I stated this to our congregation yesterday. And, and when they get worse, for a lot of people, the paralysis will go deeper. Uh, in fact, they will actually start turning on themselves, as is the case always with politics. Uh, secular politics eats its own, particularly the kind of uh, uh, transformation in which our politics is undergoing. Our politics are undergoing an infiltration of the deep state ideology and policies of, of uh, neo-Marxism. There's no doubt about it. Fascism has emerged. You just heard how the president just, just rendered a really dumb speech a couple of days ago. But it wasn't so dumb that I don't recognize that, that uh, President Joe Biden is actually a perfect candidate for neo-Marxist representative because he's following all of the policies to a T, engaging in the delusion of crisis, which he did with the COVID thing, implementing uh, massive trillions of dollars to the big pharma companies, which obviously, you know, he's used to getting paid with the way he engaged with China, him and Hunter, uh, implementing the policies of, uh, of, of, of allowing us to begin to mimic what China looks like 
uh, in any kind of scenario where they also are under a control crisis. Mask everywhere, social distancing, fear, absolute submission to the government. That's what we're being trained to do. And uh, and, 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 and uh, unmitigated divisiveness. That's what your president is doing. Unmitigated, unashamed, unabashed divisiveness between the Democrats and the Republicans. Uh, you know, and the Republicans are not much better because what we're seeing in the larger portion of the uh, delegates of the Republican Party is nothing but utter silence. It's what you're seeing. You don't see them standing on the frontier of these real serious uh, battles and real serious uh, takeover of authority, uh, authoritative positions unconstitutionally. They're not speaking out against the matters of free speech, of censorship. They're not speaking out against the punishment of good men and women who are standing up for what's right. You're not hearing that largely from your Republicans, like not the ones here in California. You're just not hearing it. Um, so the Republicans are empty suit, largely speaking. Um, this is the damnable nature of the, you know, um, the better of two evils, the lesser of two evils that we're dealing with in terms of the left and the right. Um, after a while, it just they're indistinguishable. And we're moving in that direction. It's really sad. I hope that politics this November uh, is an indicator of God's uh, long suffering and mercy towards us because we are definitely uh, open to his wrath being active now having been passive for so long. And, and, uh, it's a, it's a sad case scenario, but, uh, it's always a quiet before the storm. And that's what you kind of hear. You, you, you can see it in people. They're hoping that things are not as bad as they are, but they, but they are as bad as they are not hoping that they are. And so, um, these things are going to occur as we continue down the pathway. If you sow the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind and, uh, Hopefully it will be a time of purging and, and discipline and correction for all of us so that we can stop committing the idolatry of fear and the idolatry of uh, secularism and the idolatry of uh, consumerism and the idolatry of, of comfort and the idolatry of the flesh and the idolatry of, uh, of compromise. So many modes of idolatry on a psycho uh, um, uh, a social level for all of us and, and instead of uh, lovingly standing up for what's right and what's true. I'm thinking about all of the people that have been impacted by the lies over the last several years. See, that's the other way you can tell that you are on the battle of the front line because you actually can see the wounded. You can see the vulnerable. You can see the harmed people. You can see the people that are abused. You can see the people that are silenced. You can see the babies aborted in the womb. You can see the children who are uh, being given hormone blockers. You can see the children who are having their genitals cut off. You can see them. You can see it. Yeah, you can see it. When, when you see that, it bothers you enough to at least speak up. Ask the Lord to fix your heart. Um, we heard from uh, Black Lives Matter uh, when they were being promoted by Soros to deconstruct and to tear down everything. Silence is consent. Now, silence is what keeps your job. Silence is what keeps you, you know, out of the way of the storm. Silence is what keeps you uh, from having to um, to engage in the uh, noble uh, agenda of not living by lies. Imagine your city at the table with your kids or your relatives or your loved one, 
and they open their mouth and talk about how 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 good the vaccines are, how how noble Fauci is, or uh, how 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 well intended Biden is, or any uh, of a litany of absolutely uh, clearly evidential lies that are out there, and, and nobody says anything. You just just keep it moving. That's called living by lies. We're not willing to have our loved ones be upset with us, um, even if it means just just graciously saying, nah, Biden's not right. Nah, Fauci's way not right. For 40 years, he's not right. We got the evidence. Uh, these, these, there is a lot of problems going on, ladies and gentlemen, in our world that are not good. And we need to stay awake to that reality and tell it like it is. In Jesus' name. All right, I'm going to take a break, then I'll come back to the phone lines. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. A couple lines open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Let's keep telling the truth while we can. There's a day coming when you won't. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. We have a few more minutes on this segment. Um, <clears throat> Actually, 20 minutes. So let's see here. What do we have? Let's go to line number three first, and we'll talk to Dave from Oakland. Line number three. Dave, are you there? Hello? Hey, Dave. Hey, Pastor Jesse. How's it going? I'm great, man. What you up to? Oh, man, just listening to you. I'm just uh, enjoying the topic uh, at hand. It's been something that's been on my mind. And so I had a, I had a question. Sure. Uh, because uh, what you're saying is uh, definitely spot on about the uh, uh, about everything, actually. But my my question is is like, so what's the what's the opposite? Like, what? How far as believers, right? Um, are we supposed to go with this? Because in uh, and I and I'll qualify that with this is because. We know that we're in a fallen world, right? We know that we live yeah. in a fallen world, and we know that um, the devil, or the, as they would say, as Scripture would say, the prince in the power of the air has his way with this world to an extent. We know that God is sovereign, but we know that uh, God is also allowing the uh, devil to, to, to do the things that he does because of his, of his plan, of God's plan, God's will. And I ask this because... There was a time where uh, Christians, or you can call it Christians or Catholics or whatever you want to call it, but pre- predominantly controlled the world's power, and they had they had control of how people think, how they dress, how they talk, what religion they went to, right? And so my question is, how far in the church are we supposed to go with trying to, um, I guess, like keep the structure of uh, this world uh, intact with God's will when we know that um, it's a fallen world and we know that eventually God is going to come back and destroy this world and uh, take all his people out of here. So uh, that's my question. Yeah, yeah. That's a long, that's a long question, David. <clears throat> and um, it really is an extremely important question to think through. So I'm going to spend this next six minutes with you. And, and it's, this is the inevitable question. 
what you're raising is the inevitable question, and, and it comes up every time the Christian church is confronted with a hostile world. And the question is, what do I do? <clears throat> do I run and hide and avoid the conflict that comes with living in it um, under the assumption that, you know, the world is controlled by the wicked one and there's nothing you can do about it, uh, but wait till Jesus comes. And when he comes, he's going to destroy it anyway. Um, that's kind of a generalization of what you said. So I'm going to put that in its own category. And I would say that you know that that is an underdeveloped uh, perspective. It doesn't have a whole lot of uh, theological support under the notion that we're just just trying to pass through without impacting the culture, without confronting the culture, without challenging the culture, without suffering for the culture. That's you know that 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 would have been. Um, uh, abominable to Jesus. So he came to his own culture, just like he called uh, the man that he delivered the, the legion out of. He sent the legion back home. And the legion lived in a culture that was uh, that was pro-swine and anti-human. But here, legion is now saved and in his right mind. And you can imagine legion had to live with uh, conflict and battles. And he had to live with the proclamation of Jesus as Lord uh, and the healing of his own mind and probably body as well, and become a testimony to a culture that hated him. We can think through what that might look like and then extrapolate that across church history. <clears throat> um, every Christian should be everything that a Christian can possibly be in every sector of life, because a Christian is not one thing only, and nor is a Christian supposed to only be one thing at one time and then something else at another time. That is to say, um, a Christian is a person with a worldview that can have as far-reaching an impact as seeing a society change. Yes, you're really talking about to what extent is the gospel supposed to change society? And what are the uh, methodologies by which that gospel is to be inserted into community for it to change? That's really what you're asking, because if you're not asking that, you are failing to understand how the gospel changed you. Uh, and it came to you and it confronted you and it dealt with you and it called you a sinner <clears throat> and it showed you where your sin uh, was that affirmed what you were by nature uh, in terms of by your conduct. And by, by the grace of God, you were drawn out. This happens in all kind of sectors across the total spectrum of human experience. As I... Uh, as I share with you guys, you're going to have a Christian in the foxhole in a war in a country that is a war torn <clears throat> and we're fighting for the lives of those individuals in the war. You're going to find a Christian in the classroom. You're going to find a Christian at the hospital. You're going to find a Christian in the convalescent home. You're going to find a Christian at the gym. You're going to find a Christian in Congress. You're going to find Christians everywhere. Um, trying to uh, be what God has called them to be with as much authority and influence they <clears throat> possibly have. And they would logically know 
because America is one of those experiences as well as Europe, they would logically know that we would want the word of God to bear witness and shed light on every human policy that could ever be brought into existence. Thus, it would only be logical, David, that we would believe that it would be best if our policies uh, for societal living were governed by men and women that were regenerate or at least subordinate to the word of God. We would believe that. And therefore, uh, what, what would make us consistent with that belief is that we would do what we are uh, being compelled to do by God's grace to make sure that happens. For instance, you still have kids that you are raising. <clears throat> I know you love those kids. I know that. They may be in public schools. If they're in public schools and your public school is sending groomers there to teach them how to be queer and you're not speaking out against it, you're walking in disobedience to the word of God. You know that is true. And we could take that application. And again, we could generalize that across so many situations. What does that mean? That simply means that God's word should bear significance everywhere in the world where men and women are not honoring God. What does that mean? Lo, I send you into the midst of wolves as lambs. Be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. That's exactly what that means. But we as Christians don't do that today because we are in a downgrade culture where we are largely committed to sitting on the reservation and not fighting any battle by which we care about the souls of men. Again, the abortion clinic is out there clearly working for the devil. Uh, I heard that it was 400,000 babies aborted in China since 1990. Of course, they don't have your uh, advocates for life there like we do here in America. Of course, that makes sense. A half a billion babies are dead because there is no restrainer there. That's what Jesus, that's what Paul meant in 2 Thessalonians 2 when he says, what's keeping him back from going into full-fledged outbreak? The restrainer. Law is a restrainer. Good men and women are restrainers. Worship is a restrainer. Uh, Bearing the truth upon uh, bad behavior is a restrainer. Groups that gather together in ministries that are promoting life, they're restrainers. See, this is why I am saying to us in a few years hence, David, with all of the restraining mechanisms that we have been used to employing by which we have enjoyed our freedoms, when they're gone, you won't have to ask the question, how, to what extent should Christians be involved in, 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 uh, in restraining evil in our world? You wouldn't have to ask that because it's going to be evident by the removal of all of the restraint systems, Um And sadly, we are seeing that happening even in our own culture. Now, I know you agree with me. You said that right up front. But I also know that Christians are struggling with what they're hearing me say because we are not used to the kind of evil and persecution and advancement of wickedness in our society, um, even though God told us these things were coming. So I'm going to actually... Uh, finish this dialogue on the other side of the break because we got to take a hard break. Your question is germane, and I can tell you what it looks like. After a while, there are going to be Christians that will wake up and start doing the exploits that God has called us to do, 
and others that will go to sleep. Thanks for the call, my dear brother. We got to take a break. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. We got a few more minutes before this segment is up. Enjoying our constitutional rights of freedom to to address the broad spectrum of issues that are going on in our world that we need to prepare to deal with them and address them as responsible human beings. I thank David for his um, his serious concern. He's a young man. Uh, and and a family man and his his children are moving towards the teenage years. I'm I'm almost sure of that. And uh, he just wants to be a much more responsible dad and father. Um, it, we're all going to be pushed in one direction or another, and uh, it will be it will be obvious in time to come. These are the uncomfortable thalipses times of, of trouble and persecution. They force you out or they force you in. They force you up or they force you down. So in a certain kind of way, David, um, you can you can just kind of wait on it to happen. God will, God will show you uh, what you should be doing and then you will be obligated to do it. And if you don't, you will um, you will feel a certain kind of way for not doing what you should be doing. Remember, our God is the living God. He's real and uh, he, he nudges and he tells us and we either obey him or we don't. But we're not going to be able to get away on that day and say we didn't know. Let me go to line number four and talk with James. James, are you there? we got about five minutes. How you doing, bro? Hey, brother. PJ, how you doing, sir? I'm great. What's your thoughts? Uh, you know, my thought is I'm trying to frame my thought around, you know, being a believer you know, and taking a, a a statement off what you were just saying about as believers, you know, we ought to be addressing all things that are really anti-biblical. You know, yep. that paraphrase. Yeah. Okay. So, in, in in saying that, do we dilute our message? For example, if we join together with uh, ecumenicalism in a point where in a sense of all religion, when all religions coming together and we have views that we agree on, you know, but then at the end of the day, we know we believe in Christ and where all the other religions don't. Okay. Is there a sense that, uh, that we, I don't know, Water down. I do. I, I, I know. And let me frame it for you simply because we only got about four minutes before we hear the uh, fat lady sing. Um, and this this is stuff that we would have to think through. Now, it's already been done over and over and over again. So I'll, I'll start like this. We've had the comfort in America to have our own little tribes in our own little communities in our own little denominations and in our own individuated circles and lives. But we've never had to take on global, our, our total humanitarian crisis, our efforts, our labors, our challenges. Uh, there are always times in history <clears throat> where challenges require the total effort of all people groups that are engaged in a common matter. For instance, when we go to war, against the country. Our government is not calling on Christians to go to war. They're calling on every American to go to war. 
And so in the commonality of Americans, we go to war against an evil as a group. And we're in the foxhole with atheists, agnostics, Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims, Christian, Jews, all the whole spectrum of our uh, American brotherhood, if you will. That doesn't change our views of Christianity whatsoever. And I can extrapolate that. So again, when we come into situations, even in our own country, where our own country is starting to become tyrannical and fascistic and unconstitutional, where we're fighting for rights, everybody that's fighting for rights is on the same team around the issue of rights. That's not a compromise of our personal convictions about Christianity. While we are engaging in a fight to maintain constitutional freedoms across the Bill of Rights, we can have ethical, moral. This is why I did the study a couple of weeks about the noble debater. Uh, a mature person will know how to engage people in different spaces relative to the spaces that we are in together if it's a cause that needs to be dealt with because we both agree upon that cause. Again, uh, these, um, these anti-abortion groups that are largely Christian, but not exclusively Christian, where they are helping young women who are pregnant will often have a cadre of different ethnic groups, not ethnic groups, but religious groups working together because they promote life. So across that kind of framework right there, Brother James, we're going to find ourselves out of necessity linking arms with people with whom we only have that particular issue in view that is so critical that we need to voice our opinion, yin, uh, lend our um, uh, consent and vote because we believe in the issue so vitally as part of a major hierarchical platform to maintain our freedoms and our rights and our and our values um, that we're going to be doing it as a collective. In fact, that's what America is is supposed to have always been relative to that. That's why our founding fathers did not make America a Christian nation. It was a nation of free men and women. And so we have to be able to operate virtuously in our freedom. And if we are men and women of virtue in our freedom, we'll be able to recognize where we agree with people, where we disagree with them, so that we might go to the, the halls of justice with them, but we're not going to church with them. We may be able to engage in secular activities with them at different fronts and at different times, leisure or business, but we're not bowing down to the same God. That's called pluralism. That is the society we live in, and that's the best model we can have right now because we already have seen what a fascistic, One dictatorial, uh, hyper-demonic religious agenda has already done, whether that's Catholicism or Islam or any other fascist agenda, which right now the neo-religious uh, fascist system emerging is totalitarianism under Marxism. That's the new religion. We're all being forced to be converted to uh, a neo-Marxist, postmodern uh, anti-God religion. That's where we are today. That's what people don't get it. That's what's happening. And we got to fight against it because they're forcing us through politics and the levers of power to bow down to that false God or else. This is the quid pro quo of, uh, of, of, of religion in the world when it gets to the levers of power. So that's what we're dealing with. So I, I really do hope that helps because it's self-evident.
that we have to fight battles with people with whom we have disagreements in many different areas in order to maintain higher value principles for the good of everyone. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.